Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Wednesday crew here on WRSU-FM New Brunswick, here to bring you all the most exciting news in Rutgers and national sports. And also just talk about it for a bit. Dennis Geisler, Gideon Fox, Peanut Gallery here <laughs> in studio. Uh, Ellis Gordon, I think, will be joining us later on in the show, which always exciting. Yeah, after he gets out of his his academics. Academics come first. It's, they do. They do always come it's first. college radio. College always comes first. Absolutely. At <laughs> G- GM demands it. <laughs> um, I guess we will kick off with uh, kind of more interesting news on the national side. Uh, in basketball last night, the Lakers officially are out of contention for the play-in tournament, which means they cannot make the playoffs, period. That's wild, <laughs> coming from what has been happening for the rest of this season. Uh, obviously, it's been a fraught season on a number of angles, but you have to look at the two big things being Anthony Davis still being injured for an unusual amount of time and then the Westbrook the Westbrook trade is probably one of the big things yeah I mean LeBron's the eighth best player in basketball history (laughs) no no kidding we're not gonna go down that road we gotta Um, lead in with that (laughs) yeah look I mean it it makes sense at this point like you know going into the season saying that the Lakers with LeBron James with Anthony Davis were gonna miss the playoffs let alone miss the play-in tournament would have been ridiculous but now at this Mm -hmm. point I mean it makes sense just based yeah. on the season they've had, Anthony Davis been being banged up. LeBron is still having a fantastic year, putting up great numbers. He'll be all NBA, probably first team, maybe second team. Mm-hmm. But he can't do it all anymore. Yeah. And, and on some level, you look at this team and you say, yeah, there are potentially four or five of the best players in NBA history on this team. But most of them are kind of old. <laughs> and I think that's, on some level, it's kind of nice knowing that you can't just get a bunch of older guys on veteran minimum contracts and bulldoze your way through the NBA. That just doesn't work. And the Lakers have kind of proved that two straight years now that, one, I mean, age catches up with you uh, and injuries are always going to be a problem. But, I mean, I also remember even earlier on in this season, this team being compared to and somebody's going to need to remind me of the exact year, but the Lakers team with Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash. That, that 2010, season. maybe? 2010 sounds correct. Um, 2011, maybe, something like that. But I know I know which team you're referencing. Yeah, and that was, I mean, a, a massive failure in its own right, but they did make the playoffs. I believe they were above 500. Um, just the fact that they weren't, really even in contention for a championship was a big deal and this team probably had a more difficult time although at the same time this team didn't make the same caliber of moves over this offseason I mean it really was just that Westbrook trade that was there to try to get it done and then adding Mello adding uh or I guess retaining Howard I think they had Howard before but adding some of those kinds of guys was notable but at the same time Mello's old LeBron's old Howard's old just a bunch of old guys on the team. That's what happens. Well, Dennis, going a little bit deeper into the Westbrook trade, 
If that trade never happened, are the Lakers still missing the play-in tournament? I don't think they're missing the play-in tournament, to be honest. I, I, I think that, and, and it would definitely depend, because I don't disagree with the idea that they needed to make a move if they wanted to seriously contend for a championship this year. Because, I mean, you look at it and you say, at the same time, even if it doesn't happen, we have no idea what would have happened with Anthony Davis's injuries, uh, and that certainly would have affected things very significantly. But at the same time, having a little more depth all around is not a bad thing. And even if they wanted to package all of that together for something else later, like let's say they keep all of those at the start of the season and then put them together for a Damian Lillard trade somewhere in the middle of the season. That's a little bit more realistic. Obviously, Westbrook having a very bad year wasn't really in the cards, I guess, but I do feel like the Lakers probably could have made a better move and been a better team and probably would have just been a better team without making the move. I still think whatever they did with this injury luck and potentially just the players that they had, I don't know how far they could have gotten more than like the five or six seed. Right. But even at that point, I mean, you've got when you have LeBron on your team, even as a five or six seed, you are kind of scary in the playoffs. I looked up the year, Dennis, you're referring to. Mm-hmm. It was 2012-2013. The Lakers finished third in the Pacific Division, 45-37. and 37. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I don't know what their... doesn't say what seed they were in the playoffs, but they lost in the Western Conference first round to the Spurs, and they got swept oh, 4-0. Yeah, yeah. So they made the playoffs and got swept by the Spurs. Now, mm-hmm. this, now this one's not even making the play-in tournament, which, yeah. which gave them two extra spots to really get in. Because originally it was one through eight, and now it's seven. Like one through eight were the playoff teams, and that was it. Now it's what is it? One through seven are one, the are the seeds. One and through then six are guaranteed. One through the six are guaranteed. Seven through ten. Seven are through ten. Now in the play-in, which still stupid to me. I do still not dumb. like the play-in. Yeah, it's it, still dumb. It I, makes no sense. Eight I, teams was too many originally, That's and, the and thing. just adding three more. I, I don't hate the more. basic concept of a play-in. Like I I don't hate it as it relates to MLB, but. I think that in order to make a play-in function, you have to have a smaller amount of teams to start with. Like, you can't expand an already very expansive playoff because now a bunch of sub-500 teams are vying for the final playoff spot, and you know none of these teams are going to do anything. Like, that's the biggest thing, is I think it's kind of boring. And then any team below the play-in basically has even more incentive to tank I'm, not, I'm I'm just not a fan of the plan. I thought there were I thought eight teams was too many to begin with 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 just the standard one through eight seeds. I mean, sixteen teams getting in the playoffs is kind of a lot. It's a lot, but at the same it's more time, more than half the league. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I do think that playoff basketball is more meaningful than regular season basketball, and so and more entertaining. Well, especially how it's become over the years with load management. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. I, teams teams could care more about the regular season. I mean, at the end of the day, does it matter that much if you're the four seed or the one seed, or does it matter if you, the four seed, beats the one seed in the playoffs? At the end of the day, if you get to the conference finals, if you get to the NBA finals, if you win a championship, it does not matter what seed you were in the regular season. And I don't know if that should change, but I definitely understand the mentality. And honestly, I think it's probably more worth looking at cutting the regular season down a little bit rather than needing to cut down the playoffs because 
the playoffs are reasonably fun as it is, I think. And I think having more teams in the playoff is not a terrible... Like, having eight teams in the playoff, I think, is an appropriate amount yeah. for the NBA. Yeah, I think a play-in... The idea of a play-in, I like. I think it makes sense. But if the play-in were to be, you know, would be like the... It's about to be like the five, six, and seven, eight seeds in the top four would make the would automatically make the playoffs, and the four, five, six, seven, or excuse me, the five, six, seven, eight seeds would all play. I think that could be entertaining too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way that it is now, like you guys were saying, I mean, it's too many teams in the playoffs. As entertaining as playoff basketball is, and to be honest, that's the only NBA that I really watch, mm-hmm. um, unless it's like a Christmas game that's you know that's highly billed or something, right? Um, you know, but the whole Dylan, like you're saying, the whole load management thing that that just drives me that drives me crazy, yeah. and I think. Th- that's not a true team, you know, is going to have your, your top five guys are going to be your starters or the, the five guys that make sense, um, you know, to put on the court. Those, those are going to be your starters. Your top ten guys are going to be your rotation. Um, when you're missing, you know, you're starting anybody, you're starting shooting guard, you're six-man, anything because of load management. I mean, that's not your true team and it's going to affect your seating. Like Dennis, and you were saying that, you know, how, you know, does it really matter what seed you are as long as you come in and you beat a one seed? You know, it could be the four seed. It could be whatever seed it is. But I mean, you're, you'll get better seeding if you roll out it. You know, your best lineup every night. And of course, mm-hmm. players get banged up. Player, you know, it's a grueling schedule with 82 games, really packed into the season. Um, and you know, there's a big difference between between being banged up and and load management. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing too. Um, oh crap! What was I gonna say? I it's that's <laughs> the worst when you forget the point you were gonna bring up. Yeah, and it's always a really good point. It's always a good one too. <laughs> the one that got away. It's always <laughs> the biggest, the best. Oh man, this is gonna kill. Oh, uh, I remember now. So, correct me if I'm wrong. There's not as much of an emphasis on divisional play in the NBA compared to sports like football or baseball, right? Divisions in the NBA do not matter. I I've, yeah. I would not be able to name most divisions in the NBA. Period. Like, right. you just told me the Lakers are in the Pacific. I know that, like, I think the Nets, Sixers, Knicks are in the Atlantic and, like, two other teams, maybe the Celtics. Um, I think the Raptors are the other one. Might be. I Like, naming teams in divisions in the NBA is very difficult by itself, and it, it just does not matter. Right, opposed to the NHL where the top three teams of each division Mm-hmm. Um, now that's make that's it. how I think it should be. Or baseball. But the NHL used football. to not be like that. Of course, there, there were relocations and expansions, especially in the Western right. Conference, that changed things. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I like the way that the NHL does it. It makes it a much more sample size from certain regions and certain small aspects of competition. I, I, like, I, the, I, I like the format of all the sports. The only one I have problems with is basketball. There's too many teams, and I feel like there's not I, – I don't know. I mean, It's just, okay, win as many games as you can, and you're in – What's the point of a division of a division other than just saying okay, well you'll play these guys four times, you'll play it, and then but then you'll play these guys only twice. Yeah, and honestly, I think that they could eliminate the concept and it would not change very much. It wouldn't change anything. Um, I mean, and even then, I I don't even hate how they do it because at the end of the day, when you have eight teams in the playoffs, I would rather have the eight teams with the best records in the conference instead of a weird sample of eight teams that may or may not have the best record, but, like, the four teams that have the best record in each division or whatever, or the three or two or whatever in each division. And I, I I think that the way they do it is a lot easier, where they're just, like, pretend divisions don't exist, push on from there. Um, but I feel like it would be better just to eliminate the concept of divisions altogether, <laughs> just for ease. So, so there's three divisions per side, right? So, I think so. Okay. So... I mean, you could do it where, you know, you have one through three, whoever wins their division in the NBA gets the automatic 
gets an automatic bid, kind of like football. It makes it makes divisional play worth something. But other, the other than time. the last week of the regular season being like, oh hey, they have one more win than us, we gotta beat them. It, it, when it comes down to that point, it's kind of just like, well, at the same time, I mean, how often will a division winner not make the playoffs in basketball? It's true. I I don't know of a. I, I, I do not know of an example that that has happened, and I do not know a mathematical sure. way that that could happen, <laughs> to be completely honest. It's true, but then I think the next step you would do is, okay, one through three, not even seed-wise, um, or, not, you know, it would be seed-wise. Whoever has the best uh, record that wins their division gets the one seed, kind of like how most of the sports are formatted. And then the four, five, like you, you implement some kind of wild card play in game. I don't know because I feel like you have to put a little bit of emphasis on divisional play, or you I mean, just, or you just scrap it altogether. I mean, that's I guess the that's kind of what they've like been doing. In in the NFL, where divisions are already a lot more meaningful, uh, it's already controversial that like the Washington football team would host a playoff game against the Buccaneers two years ago, even though the Buccaneers were obviously a significantly better team that, or even last year with the Buccaneers and the Eagles. Right. Right? Yeah, it was um, Buccaneers-Eagles, yep. And the Eagles were 9-7, no, the, the Eagles, though. No, the Eagles weren't the host. Uh, it was at Tampa, though. It was at Tampa. I, I can't remember. Because Dallas won their division. Dallas was, okay, yeah, yeah. Eagles got but the regardless, or like... um. The Seahawks hosting the Giants, I think, those many, many years ago. A, a much lower record division winner hosting a non-division winner kind of feels weird to a lot of people. And I think it would be a lot weirder in the NBA where it's like, okay, this team has like the sixth best record, but because of the arbitrary lines we've drawn <laughs> around these uh, divisions, I guess that they're the three seed. Well, I guess that 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 all depends on how you value a division win in terms of winning your division. If you if you feel that it's you know like you I think it's better, the, it's just don't. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying like then then scrap it and scrap it all together. And like, that's the thing. I I think that they, for all intents and purposes, it might be scrapped. Honestly. It might be it might be scrapped already. They're just it's not technically scrapped. Yeah, like yeah, it, it's a little anybody. easier to do it in terms of scheduling and right. stuff. You know exactly how many times a season you're going to play against a team, uh, and it won't have to change year to year or whatever. But for all intents and purposes, I think it is kind of scrapped. But that's the thing. I mean, if you in in football in in I mean every sport in Dennis, I assume it's the same in the NBA. You're you're playing the teams in your division more than you're playing any other team. In I believe the so. Yeah, you play um, them four times. I believe every team in your division you play them four times: two home, two away. I think that's how they. And then it. you would play. How many teams would you play? So how many you, times would you play a team in your conference, not in your division? So there's four teams that you would play. So there's five teams in every conf- in every division. You play them four times. That's twenty games out of the eighty-two. So a, that, a quarter. It's a quarter. Barely. It's in football. It's six out of the six. Well, now it's seventeen. Six out of the seventeen, uh-huh. right? In, in baseball, in, in baseball, it's it's different because it's three game sets every time they play, and they I think they play them nineteen times each. So you do, you know nineteen times four. That's seventy six games out of the one sixty two. Right? There's a lot more games in the NBA. You're only playing twenty games um, against. Mm-hmm against your divisional so it's like even the scheduling hasn't made it so much uh, division you know wins are that important they've kind of made it to the point where it's like yeah you know you'll just play them because you're closer so you'll play them more often um but it's pretty much whoever just wins the most gets in which i get for the nba i i get why maybe they do that because it's it's an easy in my opinion it's, it's the easiest sport to win um out of the four major it, it, even though it is a team sport like the others, it's so much. 
you only really need two guys on an NBA team, maybe three, depending, to really have a good chance to win. Football, you need you need everything pretty much. Uh, baseball, you need everything. Hockey, you need almost everything, right? So the NBA, as long as you have a decent coach and and a couple of superstars, you're you're pretty much in the playoffs every year. With these other sports, I feel like it's a lot harder, and so maybe. I don't know. That's 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 partially why I could care for the I could care less for the NBA in general. I'm not the biggest NBA guy, really. I'm more of a college basketball guy. Um, the NBA playoffs are fun. I just think I agree, Dennis. If they shorten the season, maybe you'd see less load management, Gideon. Um, and then you know, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you shorten the season a little bit, it probably would be more enjoyable. You'd see you'd see the star players play more often. Mm-hmm. Well, Dylan, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like you, I'm I'm much more of a college basketball fan. I mean, I, that's it's the most entertaining sport out there. You you could yeah. walk into a college basketball arena to watch a game and genuinely have no idea who's going to win and by what score and who's going to go off when. Right. Um. There's no load management in college basketball. You get hurt, you miss a couple games, you come back when you're healthy. We've seen that with Geo Baker. It, it just happens. You get hurt. It's sports. Um, but you don't take off because uh, you know you're a little tired from last right, week. Right, you're trying to get noticed. You want to play in every single <laughs> right. game. Like your your whole your your whole career, your whole life are on the line. You know, right. every time you go out there, um, it's super entertaining. You know, any you, you know, obviously for us, for students, we could go to Rutgers games and get student tickets, and that, and that costs nothing to us. Um, of course, that's tuition money, but whatever. Um, and in any in an NBA game, I you know I don't want to spend money to walk into an NBA arena and not see a player like LeBron, like. Everybody on the Nets, um, you know that's just that's not who the Nets are. That's not who LeBron, right. That's just not who a team is. If their players just sitting for a couple of games because of load management, so yeah, I think cutting down the season would make it much more exciting. I would probably watch a little bit more NBA. I'd even I've never been to an NBA game uh, before, um, so you know I would go if I knew exactly who I was going to see on the floor that night. You know, it's the same thing. People get scratched every so often. You get hurt. You know, it happens in hockey. It happens in every sport. But if you're to shorten the season, Dennis, like yours, I think that's a great idea. Cut it down by what, ten or so games? Maybe even more. Honestly, I mean, I, I was like hearing stuff like fifty-six. Even, yeah. Oh I, wow, that's almost thirty games they're taking off the that's schedule. That's the thing. It's like why that's not? That's a lot more than I was. Okay. Then, well, why, why not? What What are you yeah. doing with those games? <laughs> it makes then, every game much more exciting. It's also like college basketball. You have thirty games, thirty some games to prove yourself. You could have a great. Yeah, I mean, we saw like Rutgers too. Rutgers had a great second half of the year. It didn't really, you know, it, Rutgers only got into a playing game. It didn't really outweigh the beginning of the year. Um, but it's exciting too. It makes every game interesting. So I mean, look, if you cut it down to fifty some games, fifty six games, I mean that that's interesting. That you know that makes every game much more important. And to give and to give some of these NBA guys some credit, I, I feel like if college was that long, I feel like there would be players that would sit out for load oh, management. Yeah. Um, we just don't see it because they only play you know thirty games a year and, and then maybe a couple postseason games. And even then, I mean, you look at it and you say, would you call? I'm trying to give an example here. Uh, I guess last year when uh, in a lot of our out-of-conference games, Rutgers' out-of-conference games, uh, Miles Johnson played like 10 minutes a game and Cliff Morey had most of the time. You could call that developing Cliff, but you could also say that was load management for Miles Johnson where, I mean, if he doesn't need to play these out-of-conference games against Ryder, then why is he in that game? And right. I, I think that's the case in a lot of out-of-conference games for a lot of teams where it's like, and I mean, I guess not Rutgers this year, haha, but <laughs> um, if you're up by like 15 at the half, take out your starters. They don't need any more time in the game. They don't need to potentially get injured. It's just because, and it's a lot of just the conference slate that's right. the part where you're really running it 
110% because you kind of have to. Well, that I understand, taking them out if you're up big or if, you're, if your opponent isn't that great. With the NBA, it's different because you don't get mm-hmm. any of those kind of games. And that's true year. as well. Um, so it's a little bit different. But to see you know players where I, I don't have any examples for you because I think was LeBron legitimately hurt yesterday? He had a decent enough ankle injury, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that's a game where if you lose, you're done and he doesn't play, all right, you're hurt, but if you really, really cared, you would have played some type of minutes. I mean, you're obviously the best player on the team, right? And and you know, he has to know in the back of his mind that the team wasn't going to win. I mean, you're playing the Suns, right? Best team in the NBA. Everything I mean, was, the maybe, maybe that's why he sat out, because he was just well, like, well, no, you know what, we're I mean, not going to win anyway. The Suns already guaranteed not just a playoff spot, not just number one in the West, but the number one team and the, the the highest uh record in the NBA. So they've been sitting out a lot of players because of that. Well yeah, but they I, I, I think Booker played the whole I I'm just saying like if if LeBron truly cared about the Lakers playoff chances, he would have put in an effort to try and win that game to keep the season alive. And that's true, but on another level it's like you're fighting for the ten seed in the play in. Like if you do get that ten seed one, I mean, you have to win the next couple of games to make sure you even secure the 10 seed. But two, you then have to beat one team, probably like the Hornets, not the Hornets. Probably the Spurs again or something. I mean, the, Spurs, the Spurs would have been kicked just, out, I yeah. think. Oh, the Spurs are just okay. ahead. The, Spurs the Pelicans. The the Pelicans, Lakers, that's what it is. They would have to beat the Pelicans. They would then have to beat the Clippers, probably a much heavily reloaded Clippers or... Um, yeah, no, they're much better. Can't remember the other team. Um, and then you would, <laughs> a- after that, you would make it to be the eight seed and have to face a, have to face the Suns in a seven game series. Right, but again, and I mean, I guess I get at, like, oh yeah, you, you need to <laughs> work for it regardless. But even still, it's like I don't know, and I I can understand not caring that much. <laughs> yeah, but not even pointed at you, Dennis. But all the people out there, like Amir, maybe all the LeBron lovers, like, to death, they might go at this and say, well, you know, there's no point in him playing. The Suns are the best team. You know, they just set a franchise record in wins, right? I mean, what was the point of him playing? But at the same token, if he plays and wins a championship and does this whole thing, right, now they're going to praise him forever. But again, if he never did it in the first place, they don't blame him. I don't know which side, like, that's that's what's conflicting for me. You have to pick a side, and you can't just you can't just agree with the side that the player decides to go with. You have to say, listen, I'm a Lakers fan. I want you to win. I want you to play. I spend- At the same time, if you've wanted the Lakers to win, like, since the All-Star break has been <laughs> a horrendous time for him. Yeah, it's not like things went bad last night. Like, Dennis, you were saying before, if the Lakers really wanted to make the playoffs, like, LeBron would have to play the best basketball of the year I mean, even for the rest of the season. They have, like, three yeah. games left. E- even on the level of, like, they won a couple of games. Some of the only games they won in uh, February were uh, games where LeBron scored over 50 points. He's still... I think he's like he barely got edged for the points per game title yeah. um, by Embiid yesterday. Like he's averaging over thirty points a game. He's still shockingly good for being thirty-seven years old. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but then don't pay him to sit there. Then I, you, you, you cannot. I, I, it's just something in my heart for as a sports fan. If you're gonna pay a guy that much money and. Whether you whether you you can see the future or not, you can't tell me otherwise. The Lakers were definitely losing that game because anything can happen in sports. We've seen it. I mean, UNC blew the sixteen point lead. Everyone thought they were smooth sailing, right? Anything can happen in sports. 
don't pay LeBron then if he doesn't want to play in a game. If you're ownership and you're like, hey, listen, the team might stink right now, but you know, if we make the playoffs, I think with the best player in the world, we have a chance to make a run. And he goes, well, you know what? I don't have faith in the team that I wanted you guys to put together. I'm just gonna so I'm just gonna sit out. Okay, don't pay him. Don't give him the don't give him his game check then. You're you're gonna tell me you're gonna pay the guy the most in the team just to sit there and give up on the season? No, that that does not fly with me personally. That's just me. I don't know. Like, why pay him if he's not worth? Like, I get it. If he scores 50 points, doesn't guarantee him a win. It's that ridiculous. But I don't know. I just hate it when when they lose faith like that, and it's so obvious. Like the the, the year when the Eagles took out uh, was Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld or something. Just that was to ruin awesome, the Giants. Just to ruin the Giants. Yeah. And you know, what? in hindsight, that was really funny. Even, even during the time, I didn't care as much. But like you could, it was just a blatantly obvious sign that teams like, yeah, we're not even trying to win. Like the Lakers on prime TV last night just go, yeah, you I mean, know, you look we're not going to try and win. I mean, you look at the Thunder last night, and they, I mean, they. To be clear, they won this game, but they were starting, I think, the they, they had a six-man rotation. All of them were G-leaguers. Three of them were on 10-day contracts. Uh, I think one more of them was on a two-way contract. <laughs> so, a bunch of nobodies. Obviously, uh, SGA wasn't playing. Yeah, but you have no shot at making the playoffs if you're the Thunder. Yeah. A little bit different. Like, the Lakers don't it, have... It is a, still a difference you know, between, like, chances. straight tanking and having a major player sit out in a game where they could potentially make the playoffs. But even still, I mean, there's a lot worse than a not great team having their best player sit out in a somewhat critical point of the season. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't know. I mean, the, the equivalent to that, the way I see how many games were not including last, well, including last night, let's say the Lakers won. Uh, and their season was still alive. Do you guys know what they would have had to do to get in? Would they have to win out? I mean, it would have depended on what the Spurs ha- uh, were doing, but I think they would have had to win and how probably many... at least two. The Lakers have three more games. Three more Spurs games. have two. Okay, so let's assume the Lakers had to win out, right? Yeah, um, the Spurs are the Spurs are thirty four and forty five. The Lakers are thirty one and forty eight. Lakers are in eleventh place in the West. So you're telling so you're telling me in an NFL season if. Whatever team you put Tom Brady on, fine. Doesn't have to be the Buccaneers. Could be any team. You, if you tell me four weeks before the season, before playoffs start, the team is supposed to be good, but they're they're kind of struggling. They've been struggling all year, but they still have a chance to win the playoffs. But Tom Brady goes, hey, you know what? I hurt my ankle last week, and I don't see this team w- going anywhere. I'm not going to play. I mean, like, do you know? Do you know? I mean, if if you look at it percent wise, though, it's not four weeks before the playoffs start. It's half a game before the playoffs start, right. like halftime in the last game before the playoffs start, which, I mean, I guess is more potentially critical in that point, but at the same time, you kind of see what I mean, and, like, it's honestly not a very significant portion of the season that LeBron is just not really looking at. And also, I mean, as we see it on the TV now, Vogel's really bad at coaching, <laughs> And that has certainly not helped the team, especially down the stretch. Yeah, and he, you know, a lot of the blame should go to him too. I'm just saying, like, it would to me, it's a bad mean, look. It's a bad look. I mean, that's a bad look. You know, just one thing about Vogel. Look, it hasn't been the easiest year for the Lakers. At, you know, the end of the day, workload management, injuries, whatever. Just assume that it's players not playing. As a coach, you should be able to to figure something out. I mean, that's why as a coach, you're getting paid all that money. 
Um, I mean, even on the level of like, there are examples of coaches. Oh, hey, tell us. Um, (laughs) There there have been examples of coaches really rising to the occasion of being a, uh, of having an injured lineup. I mean, that was something, it's a very weird example, but um, the only time Kevin Garnett had a really decent run into the playoffs on the Timberwolves was when a decent amount of his supporting cast was injured. And so, um, the coach whose name I'm blanking on right now, uh, basically was just like, all right, I know who we're playing, I guess, because <laughs> we only have this many players, uh, and you kind of make it work. And that's the thing about it, especially in the NBA where it's like a lot of your stars will be sitting out because of load management. You are still expected to win those games. And from a coaching perspective, you have to be facilitating that a lot of cases making do with not your best players making do with an unusual lineup right exactly i mean if, you know as a coach you could have the five best players in the league you could probably coach themselves at some point but i mean if you're gonna have guys who are injured you're gonna have guys who are sitting out i mean a good coach would be able to turn things around you know find out what would work find out you know how to make something happen yeah, but again, like, this is totally different because if they're playing the Pacers, yeah, I expect the coach to be able to figure out a way to win without LeBron, but you're playing the best team in the damn NBA. There's no chance you're going to win the game without LeBron. And you you guys even told me if he puts up 45, there's still a chance they lose. So, Well, there's bigger issues then. I mean, th- that, if you have a player putting up 45 points, I mean, he could sit all he wants. He could play all he wants. I mean, there's bigger issues to your team then. There's bigger issues with, with Frank Vogel. Yeah. I mean, he, he should be – I mean – He's he's been shown the door and he absolutely should be walking oh, out of he's it in done. three games. I mean, he's done. I, I mean, that's that's the right move. By the soon Lakers. as the season ends, he's done. But that's my point. Like with LeBron, the fact that everybody knew they weren't going to win that game last night. As soon as he said he wasn't playing, it just tells me like, well, then what was the point of even showing up? I mean, the game was close at halftime. I was watching it, and then they were down like twenty in the third quarter, getting absolutely blown out of the water. And I, I'm just like, I don't know, getting it would kind of piss you off, no, if your star player didn't play in a game where it could extend your season, possibly make the playoffs. Even if it doesn't look that bright, you still want your team to make it there. Yeah, and I mean, like you were saying before, Dylan, that's why I just I don't like the NBA. Yeah. I don't want to even forget about buying a ticket. On any given night this time of year, I don't want to sit on my couch and watch an NBA game without knowing who's going to play. I could turn on the Devils game right now. Devils are out of the playoffs. Lost to the Rangers last night. Horribly disappointing season. Awful team. <laughs> awful team. Well, blow, like, a not awful team. Song? Horrible coaching. No, not this and time. And a team else. that can't pull it together. Um, this team will be terrifying in a couple years. Mark my words. But right now what the Devils and what hockey teams generally do is they, they'll bring up a couple guys from the AHL, a couple guys that are still playing juniors, guys who they've drafted, guys who they want to see, but they'll put them on a line with two NHL veterans. Right. You know, unlike the Thunder, and the Thunder, I mean, at this point, the Thunder and the Devils are both as far from the playoffs as you could be. You know, they're pretty much in the same place in the standings. An NHL team would never roll out a lineup of five AHL players with five games left in the year. They would never do that. They would right. roll a, a starting lineup with an AHL left winger and an AHL and a junior defenseman, let's say. And they're going to see how they work with the NHL guys. Um, it's super entertaining, too. And when I watch the Devils game, it's even more just like scouting. It's like, okay, well, here's Kevin Ball, this... 6'4", 245-pound defenseman who could handle the puck. Let's see how he plays at an NHL level. He's playing alongside an NHL defenseman, and they're lining up against NHL forwards. And it's interesting to see that. Um, I just think sitting a player like LeBron, it's a... I mean, I don't I don't follow the NBA enough to know... Like, Ellis or Dennis, do you guys know who, who filled in for LeBron last night? Austin Reeves became a bucket <laughs> for a little bit last night. 
Um, but joke. no. But how bad was LeBron's ankle injury? Like that's what I'm saying. Like was it that yeah, bad? Yeah, we, we need to get an insider. I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I'm just generally asking because like that makes a big difference. Looked fine to me. <laughs> I mean, he was sitting there on the sidelines, just kind of chilling. I don't know. Didn't I mean, look like he had a cast on or anything. Injury. I don't know. Call me LeBron hater, whatever you want to say. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. And I'm, and this is, this is the funny thing. I don't even care for the NBA, and I'm worked up about this. Imagine if it was a team I actually liked. I mean, you care about sports. You care. It's the integrity. It's of the sports, integrity I feel of sports. Like. That, that's all it is. I could care less about the damn league. I'm just saying, like, it just, it, it pisses me off because I, I just don't understand, you know, why that's just so common. And I guess they just have to lower the games, Dennis. I think that's the only solution. I mean, yeah, I, I do think that shortening the regular season would help. <laughs> it's not like an instant fix to everything wrong with the NBA in the same way that there is no instant fix to everything wrong with any league, but uh, I think it would certainly help with at least some aspects of it, you know? We should write a petition or something from <laughs> from the angered from people w- at WRSU, from the fourth floor <laughs> of the College Avenue Student Center, <laughs> To Mr. Adam Silver, you need to do something. You know, uh, Gideon, I, I hate to bring this up, but my friend made me aware that the Devils blew a big lead to the the Panthers the other yeah, night. Yeah, no, well, I, 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 we we're going to skip break. over that. The, the point of this was... Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was like four goals. Look, it's the Panthers. It's the Panthers. Had the Devils just went out there and lost 7 nothing, 6 nothing, I would have been embarrassed, but like, <laughs> put a future bet on the Panthers winning the Stanley Cup, like... They're a really, really, really good hockey team. They just traded for veteran depth. Like they have the makings of an NHL team. But oh yeah, I mean Dylan, that was it was like a <laughs> four or five goal lead in the third period, and of the Devils being the Devils lost in overtime. Because I was gonna say, I'm looking now. The Panthers won seven to six yesterday against the the Maple Leafs in overtime, and because the Maple Leafs blew a, a third period lead. Yeah, and they were up. They were up five. Well, they were up five to one in the second period. They gave oh. up three straight, <laughs> and then um. And then the the Panthers took the lead in the third. They went up six five. Then they t- then the the Maple Leafs tied it up at six, and they went to overtime. And Panthers won, because I, I was just like, wow, that's a bunch of blown leads. Panthers just overcoming stuff. It's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, the Maple Leafs, if they're known for anything, it's that, blowing it's blowing leads or losing in the playoffs to the Boston Bruins. But yeah, I mean, that's also true. Dennis, you said horrible team about the Devils before. I mean, that game was just. Was painful. <laughs> like those, that third period will live in infamy. It was a four-goal third period, and then they scored another one in overtime. The Devils could have put anything up in the third period. Yeah, I, I mean, man. you they, they found the the scouting worked, right, Dylan? Like you said, anything could happen in sports. That's right? that's what I mean. Anything, anything could, could happen. happen, and the Devils made it happen. They had a lead for forty minutes. That's two thirds of the game, and then it just all went away. <laughs> all went away. Oh, I, I can't wait for October next year when the Devils are going to be so good. Once this team gets a goalie, this for is sure yes. this time. Scary. For sure this time the Devils are going to be good. I'm a Rangers fan. Oh, Dennis, you're, you're just a salty Commanders fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a Rangers Kraken fan. fan. You're a Kraken <laughs> fan, Dennis? Uh, I guess. Yeah, there you go. They've you never had a, a winning wagon. season in franchise history, Dennis. It's true. You physically can't be a bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't even like say anything like funny about that. Like, oh, they haven't uh, missed the playoffs in franchise history because they have already missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they've never made the playoffs ever in franchise history. <laughs> they I must mean, be pretty true. bad then. That's just disappointing. <laughs> I mean, but I, I agree. Gideon, I'm a Rangers fan, but I went to the Rangers-Devils game a couple of weeks ago when the Devils blew the door off. Off the Rangers, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, it was second time. They they are an electric offensive team. They can definitely score. They just they don't have a goalie. I agree. 
it's actually it's it's crazy. If the Devils keep the puck in the offensive zone, they would be in the playoffs right now. The issue is that <laughs> their defensemen are a little bit weak, so sometimes the puck pops out. Okay, fine, you can play a little bit of the, you know play a little bit in the neutral zone. The issue is once the other team goes on offense, it's a goal. I mean, <laughs> like Mackenzie Blackwood, great goalie. He's hurt. Who knows if he'll return to his form? The Devils started like six or seven starting goalies this year. Yeah, some of them named like, Dawes. I don't know who. Yeah, it is. Nico Dawes. He's he's actually pretty good. Um, can be good, but like he shouldn't be getting NHL minutes right now. Akira Schmid or Schmid, uh, actually might be the cousin of cousin of Jake Schmid. Jake Schmid. That's the joke too, because yeah. <laughs> Jake Schmid, outgoing GM Jake Schmid, was telling me that his family's from Bern, Switzerland, and Akira Schmid's family's from Bern, Switzerland. So wow. He could he could get Little some fun fact there. he could get some free Devils correct. tickets maybe oh, he, if there's I, a connection. I, you would have to pay me to go to the to a Devils game now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, we get a goalie like the Rangers are are ahead of their rebuild on the Devils. The Devils and Rangers for the last three years are pretty much in the same place, just drafting guys, building up, trading away other older players, and rebuilding. The Rangers are playing better than expected this year. Have the Devils been on like a ten-year rebuild? Yeah, yeah. Or the non-hockey. No, 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 not that long. Not they. They went to the Cup in 2015, um, and then everybody left after that. Kovalchuk, you know, messed the team up. Went back to Russia. Parise left. Uh, Brodor retired. Henrique was good and then got traded. Um, Taylor Hall didn't pan out. It hasn't been a ten-year rebuild. I, it's. I mean, it's the last. They lost time, to the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Steve Bernier took a. It was like a 10-minute misconduct. <laughs> the Kings scored like three goals in that game. Oh, that was brutal. Um, but I yeah, remember. I mean, I to what I was saying before, in the NHL, you don't rest your entire starting lineup. A.J. Greer, a decent Devils prospect, is getting NHL minutes right now, but he's skating on a line with four NHL players right now. That, to me, is so much more interesting than seeing Austin Reeves play for the Lakers. Austin Reeves is a bucket. Don't disrespect. Yeah, don't what's wrong? Do you, do I will see, disrespect. Do you see actually he what he did? <laughs> he cut through three players, spin in the lane, lay it up and in with his left. That, that was, was that up. was that was sick. I saw that clip. A bucket. I mean, being that I didn't waste time. And were, watch they, the were they NBA, down thirty? I didn't see it, but. <laughs> were, they, were they down thirty at that point? point. <laughs> only ten. Okay. No, all right. So, yeah, so it's, it's a, game. a game. Respect. Respect. You got to stop in a three. He's making it happen. Yeah. I just remember watching at one point they were down like twenty. I was like, "Up, oh, this game's over. <laughs> no chance." Oh man. I think, I think with that we're gonna take our quick break. On the other side, we'll have locks of the week here on the surprisingly busy WRSU crew. Uh, be sure to keep it locked here. You're listening to the crew on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Locks of the week here on the Wednesday crew here on WRSU FM New Brunswick. Dennis Geisler, Ellis Gordon, Dylan Allen, Gideon Fox. Got a bunch of guys here. Uh, I will start on our locks of the week. Um, and you guys know how it is. I'm bringing it to League of Legends as always. Um, always a favorite of mine. Uh, we're going to take it to. LCS, North American League of Legends, uh, Team Liquid, 100 Thieves, playing for a spot in the Spring Finals this weekend. I know 100 Thieves. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a fairly famous organization at this point. They're surprisingly new for how famous they are, um, backed by uh, Dan Gilbert's money, Cavs owner. Oh, okay. Um, but they, 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 they are in a number of different... Uh, what's it called business ventures at this point uh and i'm taking them this weekend 
Uh, they're plus 107, what I'm seeing. Very specific, but plus 107. I would take them at that against Team Liquid. I think that 100 Thieves is the best team in North America, as they were last year. And I do not, as as good as Team Liquid is, I think that taking what I believe to be the better team at plus value is always the smart decision. Um, so yeah, team, uh, 100 Thieves straight up Sunday, I think, is when they play, so... Yeah, I, I realize that no one really has anything to comment on when I say my lock. <laughs> well, I actually have a question, Dennis. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard you give a League of Legends lock before. Are there other things to bet on besides money line? Like, are there are there props? Um, occasionally, but it's always a lot weirder. Like, I mean, there are locks for number of kills a player gets, a number of deaths a player has, assists, uh, first blood, and. Not a ton of the... It, it tends to be covered a lot more at bigger events, and some books don't even take League of Legends in general. They just don't know enough about it or just don't care. But um, the the point of it is that things can be... It, it can be very difficult to even judge what a good line should be on some of these, where it's like, take First Blood, for instance, the first team to get a kill. This could be anywhere in the match from... One minute in to 15 to 20 minutes into the game, uh, it could be basically anyone on either team, and a lot of the time it depends on what the team itself picks to play around, um, which can make a lot of these a lot more awkward. Like, a player lock, like, points is very easy, because it's just like, okay, obviously the amount of minutes a player plays is going to affect how many points they score, but at the end of the day, they shoot the ball, they make points, they're probably going to be doing it about the same amount on average every single game. Over the course of a League of Legends game, very different things can happen, and even just on the level of a player can pick a different character, and it's so much. it makes the game so much different, where it's like, on 100 Thieves, for example, someday their top laner can pick Orn, a character who never gets kills, kind of just sits in lane and farms up and becomes very tanky, not uh, taking any damage, or can play a character, or he can play play bleh, play a character like Gangplank, who does absurd amounts of damage with a little bit of time and be can become the team's main damage source and get a ton of kills. Uh, and the difference between that is basically just which character does he pick and champion select rather than anything that he did during the game. So it's it's less easy to predict than saying, you know, this guy's coming off X, X number of points performance. He's due yeah. for this again. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. And so a lot of those more prop bets are going to be saved for, like, the world championship final where people will bet on anything in the same way as, like, the Super Bowl. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, thanks for answering that. Mm -hmm. You want me to go next? Yeah, I'll you take it away. All right, I'm going to go to hockey, uh, the NHL. Game Great idea. Great <laughs> idea, Dylan. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay well, Washington Capital game tonight. It's in Washington, D.C. on TNT. It's a nationally televised game. Um, two playoff teams going to go at it tonight in Washington. Uh, the, the Capitals are not as good of a team. They, but they are pretty close in points. They're only nine points below them. They're a fairly respectable team. Ovechkin's still a beast. Um, I'm gonna take them plus one and a half. I feel like the, I feel like they win this game, the Capitals. I really do. But 
uh, I'll, I'll go with the points in the event that they lose by one or in, in something in overtime. I really think it's an over an overtime type of game. Um, and at that point, it could be a coin flip. I'm going to go with Washington plus one and a half. I think Ovechkin gets a goal as well. I like that. I mean, uh, an OV goal is just it's it's so safe, and especially in a game like this. You know, it should be, could be a you know an offensive minded game. Yeah, I like that. The odds I'm seeing now it's plus one thirty Capitals money line minus one ninety uh, on the puck line. Yeah, so I mean, I would go with the, the I would go with the spread there plus one and a half. Um, but if you if you really like the Capitals, go with the money line. I think they win the game too. But I'm just gonna go with the points. Give myself that one goal cushion. I don't like the Capitals. You don't like the Capitals? No. Why not? Just personally, I. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but unfounded hatred. I mean, I, I, could, I don't care for them either. Wait, Rangers, like, as Rangers fan, I'm, I'm from, from the area. From my yeah. wallet, oh, wow. you know. Yeah, that's I, I, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, wait, Dennis, that was my follow-up question. Why? Why I, not I, I, don't, your local I don't like team? really any of the DC area teams all that much. Oversaturation, I guess you could say. Interesting. Yeah, because the New York area is just free of it. I would be such teams. a big. Orioles That's the thing fan. is like yeah, now that I'm here, can't talk about, can't talk about oversaturation. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm a lot more annoyed yards. by the. I know. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm a lot more annoyed by the New York area teams and even the Philly area teams, and so I'm able to step away and be like, I, I do like the the coach of the Commanders and a lot of the players on that team. Uh, I. Can't say I've developed any special care for any of the other teams. I never really disliked the Wizards all that much, mostly because they were always bad. But, um, yeah, I uh, never liked any of the Washington teams all that much. If I was from that area, I would be such a big Orioles fan. I know they're, like, not bad. D.C., but they're... And, and bad. That they're, they're bad, <laughs> But but they're horrendous. Be, but I would I would actually be a fan of the Orioles. Uh, I don't know just for for what reason? <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe because the fact that they're that bad that one day when they're just that good it'll be so um, fulfilling. I mean that was most of my life as a Cubs fan. So yeah, there you go. And I'm sure when you won it was like the best day ever. It was great. I stayed up until like one in the morning for that game seven. It was awesome. There you go. That and then that's what I hope the Orioles. It, and again, I'm a Yankee fan, but <laughs> you know, if if I was from that area and it was between the Nationals or the Cubs, uh, or not the Cubs, the Orioles, I'd probably go with the Orioles. I don't know. Hey, but now now Camden Yards is in a pitcher friendly stadium oh, now. Great. Looks like Glaber <laughs> Torres' career is over. Great. All his success down there, no more. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I guess we'll, I saw a picture of that. I'm today. still I'm still a Glaber Torres fan. I I, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I still am. I kid around because the one year where he went off, it was like oh he was ridiculous against the Orioles. Yeah, like speeding up on those bad teams. <laughs> I I did see a side by side. They raised the fences and they also moved them back. I think thirty feet or something. Is it just in in left? I know it's in left field. I think Is it was it left. The field. rest of the outfield or just left field? I think how bad how field. bad did it become? Like how pitcher friendly did it become? I don't think it's. I mean, what you did you said thirty feet. I I think I saw thirty feet, and they moved the fences up to from seven feet to ten feet. Eh, so they made the walls ideal. higher, and they moved them back. It's not ideal. To find it now it happened like whatever. I don't know, maybe half an hour before we came on air. Like it was pretty recent. Oh really? Because yeah. I haven't heard of that before. The side by side picture now, it's it was like the the bullpen wall and the wall itself were connected. Now they pushed back the left side of the wall, and so if this is the wall, my hand is the wall. 
it goes to the it goes yeah. to here and the bullpen walls here so it's like a little line down but they they moved it back pretty well won't stop the Orioles from still losing 100 games yeah you're right it'll only <laughs> make Cedric Mullins worse well, thanks, although he's a lefty so thanks to our shadow and neophyte Moshe he pointed out and found the article that it's only in left field was pushed back 27 feet the wall was raised to 13 feet 13 okay um, so the distance to true left field will be 384 feet oh wow um, and to center right left will be 400 384 to That's true a left lot. field yeah <laughs> you want to talk about how how pitcher friendly it got really pitcher friendly 384 to That's just left that's like left center field at Yankee Stadium <laughs> no, I kid you not Yankee <laughs> Stadiums I love going to Yankee Stadium but Yankee Stadium's a, a kid park like in terms of dimensions yeah I love it oh I love it I love it oh it's true you have Aaron Judge and John Carlos I love, Day I and love sitting Torres in the bleachers I love and the bleacher seats are so cheap oh bleacher Stadium. creatures dude I love seeing the bleachers you get a home run once or twice like Incredible bleacher seats. Otherwise, you can't afford Yankee Stadium. That's my issue with Yankee Stadium. Like I, I, I always go to like I'll say five games. I'm a Yankees fan, by the way, and I can never afford the real seats unless I'm going with my parents, in which they pay. Right, like, All right yeah. sounds good with me. But like <laughs> free seats. Like yeah, like the, it's, oh, the Yankees annoy me. With it's that, with that, the New York market really. Well, it's the New York market, but it's the fact that the Yankees always. It's almost worse because, like, some teams like the Giants, I just have no expectations. I don't even care. But the Yankees always have expectations, and they always get to the wild card or, like, some, like, low, like, play playoff, and they crush it. You but, remember that Remember that Joey Gallo home run last year against the Mariners? Yeah. Where he hit it, like, a foot beyond the right field that was foul hilarious. pole? That was hilarious. Joey Gallo, fighting like bad, fly. should be so good this year. Like, I mean, if he's not, it's, like... Like Yankee Stadium is perfect for him. Yes, it's perfect. Like I, I don't know why he struggled so much last year. He could not hit the ball. It was ridiculous. I expect him to be a lot better this year, though, for sure, hundred percent. But it, the home run it was like a pop fly to that, right yeah. field, and it just dunked into the first row, like a three run home run. But it it was literally a fly out. I think in like twenty eight of the thirty. <laughs> and, then, and, then I love, and then I love seeing Red Sox fans in my timeline. It's like that's a fly out, and not thirty yeah. other stadiums. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like stay mad. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> I was talking about this my my, Sox, my friend, like my best friend's like a massive Red Sox fan. I was like, you know, even if you win, like. 10 more World Series, you're still the little brother to the Yankees purely because you are Boston and we are New York, and that is just how it's going to be. And he's like, but we have the better team. I was like, it does not matter. Even if you had the better team last year, you are still perennially little brothers. It's a Mickey Mouse organization. Yeah, Mickey Mouse <laughs> organization. Sox, um, Ellis, do you want to give us your lock? Yeah, oh, we got two more locks. Sure, sure. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> I'm te- <laughs> get so carried away. <laughs> I um. That's the best. Yeah, no always, format radio. I always update yeah. my fans that I was fourteen and three. Technically, I took a L last night, but it's because Evan Mobley didn't play, so we'll call it fourteen and three and a half because he was a last second out. Um, but yeah, this lock is. Listen, the Thunder are playing their G League squad, and the Jazz still have to play their good team because they're fighting for playoff. They're jockeying for like playoff seating. Um, the line is seventeen and a half, but I think I'm gonna take it. Like. <laughs> For the Jazz, I think that's my lock. Seventeen and a half. They Jazz beat the Thunder by over seventeen and a half. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. Like, I don't care. Like, they're playing Xavier Simpson as their point guard, the Thunder. So, no disrespect to Xavier Simpson, the um, hook shot legend and Michigan legend. But I um. Here's yeah. what I'll say, Ellis. I'm looking right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Caesar Sportsbook. It opened at seventeen and a half. Yeah. Since then, the line has moved to fifteen, and seventy-seven percent of the public's on the Thunder at oh, plus well, fifteen. Good. Then I'm. See, I don't get those stats, but I will definitely then take it with the thirty percent of the public because 
Though I am in the minority, I know more than that. So change so. it to minus Fade 15. Give yourself another two and a half yeah, points. Yeah, I'll give minus 15. There you go. Watch. They'll win, they'll win, by, they'll win by like 16. And you'll be like, oh, thank God. I, uh, I switched it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Oh, that's <laughs> what, what do you buy points? And it like completely changes the whole bet. And that's how it results. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's decent line movement for a regular season NBA game. Yeah, two, two and a half points. points. Well, I guess oh, yeah. seventeen and a half is a lot, but I mean, who are the, who are the Thunder playing? I, I, like, I don't know. Probably not SGA. I would imagine they're not no. Playing they're playing. Him. They're playing their G League. Josh Giddy is he playing? No, Josh Giddy's out the whole season. Oh, but yeah. Now it's All Star break. I, see, I don't. They're follow. playing Xavier. They're playing Xavier. Wait, let me show you their lineup last night. They're playing Xavier Simpson from Michigan. The, the screenshot of it's from really Michigan. Funny. I wasn't joking. That like, kid Xavier Simpson from Michigan, the guy I who t- always hit the hook shot. Yeah, that I'm kid? telling you, I'm not joking. They're playing Xavier Simpson as their point guard, who is their G League point guard. Mm-hmm. Last night, take his over on points. Then, yeah, I'm there taking the over. <laughs> over and a half, over like four and a half. Last points. night yeah, they actually it. won, which is funny. Their highest scorer was Jalen Horde, 24 points. Vit Kreji out of uh, didn't he Croatia. have like 20 rebounds? 24 points, 21 rebounds. Ooh. Vic Kreji, 11.3 rebounds. Isaiah Roby, callback, 18 <laughs> points, 6 rebounds. Xavier Simpson, 10 points, 3 rebounds. Who they play? They played the Trailblazers, who also suck. But okay. listen, they're playing a rotation Another of seven. Team. Another tanking team. Listen to these names that they started last night. These are the players that hit the floor. Jalen Horde, Vic Kreji, I can't even pronounce that right, it's Croatian. Isaiah Roby, Xavier Simpson, Georgios Kalizitsakis, Olivier Saar, who actually I do know, and Lindy Walters. That is the third I've never heard of any of those It's like guys. when you look up for simulation for like a couple of years too long in, in NBA and they're just making up random teams. You stole that from the <laughs> meme. Get in. Give it credit. Did you not? Yeah, I was also. I there's, that, there's. I mean, not the teams part. I wasn't. Th- I was thinking about that early in your thing. But yeah, I mean, there's that meme that's going around now. And Ellis, do you know who that is? Who? That player. Which one? In the in that meme that's going around, it's a guy. It's this guy wearing a magic jersey. He's got like dirty blonde hair. Um, and it's like I, I haven't seen that meme. I've seen the other meme that like about when they it was the it was the um lineups meme of the Trailblazers and Thunder from last night. And the meme was when you've got when you've gone twenty years into your simulation. Oh, I'm not. I'm not that deep into. NBA memes. I didn't see that one. There's some other one that's going around where it's like some. Oh, it's really? like this is what happens when you like the NBA is just auto generating players now. Yeah, it kind of just happens, and it's funny too because it's so hard to make it in the NBA. And then every year this year you find these 200 Lorandas. Like, yeah, but the thing is, like these guys are still some of the best basketball players oh, in the sure, world. Like, no sure. disrespect to them. And like, if, a lot of them are playing on like two way contracts, ten day contracts. Like, no, for sure. There's yeah, no and, they're, and they mean, and they're still freak athletes who mm-hmm. are at the top. Is of this their Ron game. Harper Jr.'s future? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it just might be <laughs> yeah. honestly. Uh, honestly, that's that's kind of what I'm predicting. Even though I always support my boy Ron, his bucket. I buy yeah. a jersey wherever he goes. Whatever, if I he am, gets I'm drafted, I'm buying that, that first bu- jersey. That's I, I, yeah, I'm. It's, it's being. So I'm already like queued up for when he gets drafted. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready All for right. draft night. Gideon, are you the last lock Giddy, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get my lock. Then we'll take a break and wrap up hour one. But Dylan, just like you, I'm going to go with the NHL. Perfect. Um, if anyone, this is going to be the late game tonight. One of the two late games. Um, speaking of expansion teams, the Vegas Golden Knights host the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks are pretty much out of the playoffs now. Vegas Golden Knights are playing much better hockey right now. Um, a couple wins soon, and they are, are certainly in a wild card spot. Um, Vancouver Canucks do not have Quinn Hughes. On defense, they do not have Brock Besser on. He's not suiting up either. I think they're both hurt. Er, Besser's hurt. Quinn Hughes is sick, like non-COVID illness. Um, I mean, this is a lock for the Golden Knights. They have a fantastic home ice arena. I mean, they play just a couple feet away from the Las Vegas Strip. Um, I would even take puck line on this, plus 140, minus one and a half on the Vegas Golden Knights. They're playing a depleted 
Vancouver Canucks and the Golden Knights are playing the best hockey of the year. So take puck line at plus 140. With that, that's going to wrap up the first hour here on the Wednesday Crew. You've been listening to WRSU-FM New Brunswick. Don't go anywhere after this. Plenty of more sports talk here at 88.7 WRSU-FM New Brunswick and on at WRSU.org.